0: Right, yeah, sound true. check. Sound check, hello, good morning. What should we talk about? We should talk about the, talk about the, talk about the Bible. Okay, and that just so happens we have two right in front of us. Very good. What yeah. kind of Bible do you have? It's a brown Bible. What All Bible right. do you have? Um, this one is a Cambridge Bible. Ooh, fancy. That's fancy, fancy, fancy. No. One of my kids accidentally ripped one of my pages. Oh gosh. And it's a nice thin, and it's got two ribbons, so Ooh. I can I can bookmark twice. Two ribbons is nice. No, because this thing is just, like, worn and ready.
1: Yeah. It's, it's got nice leather style. on the inside,
0: even. Yeah, that's good. With just a couple of guys
1: I'm sharing about God's
0: In the notion let's put our faith down the motion we find freedom in christ when we follow him and open our eyes Freedom current. Bibles. Yep. Got our dice, our real dice this week, our real die this week. Very good. Cool beans. Let's so, record. Let's, let's not say another word. Are yeah. we recording? Yeah, we're recording.
1: Oh, perfect. Well, good. We yeah. have a real die this week. Yeah, no, we're good. Fantastic. Oh, I think we're recording.
0: Yep, we're recording. Very good. Yeah. Great. We're good to go. Very so, nice. So, uh, how have you been this week? I've been fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, a little bummed. A bummed. My boss is resigning and I like him. That's too bad. Otherwise, I'm good. Okay. But, I am bummed that he's leaving. He's starting a new company and he's going to do wow. wonderful things. Wow. Good so, man. yeah, I'm proud of him. Entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit. Yeah, exactly.
1: Very good. We have a little entrepreneurial spirit. We're <laughs> starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah, a
0: podcast. How do you like it? How yeah. do you like it so far? Oh, I love it. So far, I just love coming like in the morning when we meet. Yeah. Um, I wake up and I'm just jumping out of bed. Fantastic. Excited to uh, get started. I hope started. our listeners, I hope you guys jump out of bed excited to listen to our podcast. Yeah, depending on
1: what time we post it. That's right, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I've been enjoying it too. It's been a lot of fun. It's fun to just sit here with my friend and talk about the Bible.
0: I agree. And we do. We would have done this anyway, but now we just stuck a microphone in front of us. There we go.
1: That's good. Yeah, really, these conversations are pretty much the same as what about a hundred other conversations we've had before. That we didn't record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, this week, what are we doing? We are talking about the dishonest manager from Luke chapter 16. That's what we rolled last week a 13. Oh, hey, what's the name of this podcast? Freedom Current. Freedom Current. What's Freedom Current about? It's
0: just two guys just to get together and talk about our freedom we have in Jesus. Fantastic. And we do have freedom in Jesus and it's fantastic. It is fantastic. I love it. Marvelous. And hope you guys can understand that you have freedom in Jesus as well. Yeah. And uh, hope these Bible stories and our conversation help you feel secure in that no doubt well let, let me uh,
1: summarize we have had a conversation about Zacchaeus which was a little bit about money and a whole lot about freedom yep and then we had one about the rich young slave often called the rich young ruler but he was a slave to his money
0: mm-hmm. and Jesus and loved him anyways
1: Jesus loved him anyways you're right and offered him freedom he was too afraid to take it Yep. he was in prison he was in bondage to his money yeah and then we have this week the dishonest manager, which is going to sound like it's about money, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, really, because no. we didn't really we didn't prep ahead of this. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. wanted to read the story and dig into it. Yeah. So let's go
1: to Luke chapter sixteen.
0: Cool. Do you want to read it this week, and yeah. then I'll pray when you're done. That sounds good. Okay. All right. right. <clears throat> Luke sixteen. Could have had this already open. That's all right.
1: It's, on, uh, it's in verse 1. 1 to... Um,
0: Looks like 13 yeah. through 13. Yeah. Very and good. this actually does call it the parable of the dishonest manager. And this is a parable. This yes. is not a, like a, a real life story. Now it may have been, but Jesus doesn't say that. Right. He's just telling us a story. Right. And a parable is
1: given to confront the listeners. You're supposed to find yourself in this parable. Hmm. And if... Um, It comes off a little negative on you Then you've got a choice That's good to know Change Or get proud and be inflexible And get mad Yeah, And storm away So that's what a parable was for That's what Jesus was doing with these uh, that makes sense. Usually like a gentle confrontation That allowed
0: you to kind of Come to that conclusion yourself Yeah exactly yeah. Exactly Mm -hmm. Which, it is more effective if you think you came up with the idea. I kind of think so. But Jesus is smarter than us. (laughs) He's so smart. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here we go. Go for it. Luke chapter 16. Yes. He also said to the disciples, that is Jesus, um, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do? Since my master is taking the management away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So... Summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, A hundred measures of oil. And he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourself yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into their eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Mm. I forgot that that's where that quote comes from, this parable. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, well-known verse. Yeah.
1: All right, yeah, let's pray. Okay, Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that it's true. Thank you that it guides us. Um, I pray that your Holy Spirit would open our eyes to see it. Um, and to make application, and I pray that it would be a helpful and useful thing for um, our audience members to listen to as well, um, so that uh, Brock grows, and I grow, and our listeners grow, and um, we grow closer to you. We grow um, more joyful in the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Oh, we should have um, introduced ourselves too, and I thought of that halfway through the prayer. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm Jeremiah Kinney. And uh, this is my friend. Brock Glaze. Super. That's I think good enough. That's good.
0: We're freedom current. All right, freedom current. Let's and talk so, about And this. so are they. And we so are all are they. freedom current. <laughs> yes,
1: indeed. <Okay. laughs> right in the way. Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, yeah. As you were reading this, what was the thing that um, (laughs) stuck out to you?
0: Honestly, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so it messed me up in the last portion. I wasn't able to read as uh, clearly because I kept thinking about this and it made me laugh. Um, This guy is not a really good manager because he had he first had to ask. The debtors, how much they owed. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> and I'm just like, you should have this written down, man. Come on, this is like competency 101. <laughs> how much do you owe? Okay. Uh, I right. believe you in. Obviously, <laughs> I think that was just flavor. I don't think he was that bad of a man. Yeah, but, but
1: still, it was just like. Uh, Jesus doesn't go to great pains to make him sound like he's a super intelligent guy. <laughs> That's true. I love where he goes. I'm uh, too weak to dig I'm not strong enough to dig And I'm ashamed to beg mm-hmm. Oh my goodness This guy really doesn't deserve oh, man. No, The he's... job he's got And he's not capable of
0: doing any other work either that's, But man, that's me in real life oh, yeah. I don't like doing manual labor And I'm certainly not going to beg I am so <laughs> glad that I can write computer software Oh, that's so funny oh. Oh, I love So it. I totally understand yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. point of view Like,
1: I get it Yeah, and so if you get fired You're like, oh, oh no man. What uh-huh. am I gonna do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there are only certain there are only certain um, places <laughs> that'll hire me too, and so uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh-huh. All right, well let's take it from the top here. Um, he w- got fired, right? Yeah. For wasting possessions. So what do you think this guy did all day long? Let's fill it. Let's fill this in a little bit. Let's put some flesh on this one.
0: I mean, he probably just. You know, watched YouTube <laughs> <laughs> and uh, browsed a Reddit for him, and just didn't t- pay attention to his actual job. And yep. maybe he would call a couple clients in, during the day, but he probably should have been. I mean, he's probably he's like a collections agent in a way, mm-hmm. or maybe like a property manager or something. Yeah, that might be um, what he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And these and people, people owe. Yeah, and then he's supposed to maybe reinvest
1: things. Yeah, and he's just investing it in what he wants.
0: Yeah, he's just. He's just working to get a paycheck and not really owning the job that he has to do.
1: I bet his office is really nice. Mm-hmm. I bet he's got a really comfy chair and a really fancy desk Yeah, and probably. a really nice computer so he can mm-hmm. watch YouTube on it all day yeah, long.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's a trip. He drives a nice car. Yeah. He, uh... But you know what? The master's not getting richer day by day.
0: No. He's looking at the accounts and he's like, man, people aren't even paying their bills. Yeah. Like, we've got bills to pay. We've got, we have stakeholders to appease. Yeah, no doubt. We can't just, or shareholders or whatever. I'm not a. Gonna... Sounded good to me the first yeah. time. <laughs> so then
1: uh, he, goes to, he goes to like buy something or whatever. And he's like, actually, you're a little short. Yeah. He's like, I'm a little short. What are you talking about? And so then he traces it back, finds it's the manager. Yeah, and he's not happy. And he said, "Sorry, dude, you're fired." Yeah, I'm giving you a two weeks notice. <laughs> you get out. You <laughs> yeah, me, I mean, he didn't doesn't get... he say, "Give me the books." He says, "Turn in the account of your management." Oh yeah. He goes, "Give me your books. You're out of here." I mean, I think he threw him right out on his can that day. Mm. So, mm. tossed him. That's funny. Yeah. So then he's afraid. He's he's not he's not strong. He's not humble. He's got no no job skills. And then yeah. he says in verse 4, I have decided what to do. Now, I wonder how much that makes sense um, to just um, a lot of typical or common or regular Bible readers. How much this makes sense. I've decided what to do so that when I'm removed from management, this is verse 4, people may receive me into their houses. This is obviously he's... He's hoping to continue a freeloading lifestyle. Hmm. So he wants friends, and he wants to make sure that these people will continue to invite him. You know what, I bet you he was typically invited to people's oh, yeah. dinner parties, Yep, business lunches. I bet he's used to a really nice lifestyle. I bet. And people will be like, hey, we're gonna have a fancy business lunch over at the whatever, why don't you come on down? And so he, he goes on down. He gets a nice free meal. Free meal. Orders the top thing on the menu. Yeah. Takes it easy. You know, doesn't really pay attention in the, in the <laughs> meeting. He says, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you don't have to pay me yet. And they're like loving it. So now he's got to figure out how can I continue my lifestyle.
0: Yeah. So. So, yeah, he's thinking. Well, it seems like the master, though, was happy with what he did. Yeah. Because he, he got some money. Because he, he got some money. He got some collections. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because he's also, he's really not trying to make his master happy. He's actually just, he actually, he's kicking it in the gear for the first time and actually doing what he should have been doing in the first place. Yeah. No he doubt. could have figured out a way to collect on
1: his debts yeah. and making, giving major, major rebates on these debts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so he's like saying, okay, you owe a hundred. Well, then just give me 50. Yeah. Which is going to make the, debtor happy yep his debt's been cut in half Mm -hmm. so then the next time this guy shows up the guy's like hey man slaps him on the back come on in glad to see you again because he's made a good friend exactly he's made a
0: friend with this i i don't know can you call it generosity i mean it's desperation at this point Uh uh-huh um so he he, i mean it's it could have been seen as generosity at some point, yeah. Maybe the debtor saw it as generosity. Exactly. And exactly. maybe the other guy's glad to pass it off as generosity. Of course, yeah. Because he can write a little bit off on his Roman taxes. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. As <laughs> some yeah. sort of a... And the
1: manager's glad. The, the 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 key guy here, the dishonest manager, he's glad to let it be, let it be seen yeah, as generosity. Yeah, because A, it's
0: not his money in the first place. B, yeah, he's glad to let it be it seen. It gets that him way.
1: into the next free
0: lunch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 okay. All right, so then um, he goes and does that again with this guy who owes 100 measures of wheat, and he says, why don't you write 80? And then, like you said, verse 8, the master commended the dishonest manager for his
0: shrewdness. That's funny. Hmm. Shrewdness. Which usually has a negative connotation. Yeah. I'm not sure it has to in this case. Maybe that. Maybe it is. Is I it? I don't know. It's... It,
1: it, you know what? To me, it seems like it could be it could be neutral or Cause it's comp- slightly negative because this guy's not. It's not like Jesus is saying that this is a good is- business pra- practice. Sure, yeah. Or this is how I want you to. Hey, um, feel free, Christians out there, be real lazy, wasteful. No,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Um, untrustworthy, get fired, <laughs> and then see what yeah. you can see what you can figure out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but then Jesus says the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. Where do you take that to
0: mean? Um, the sons of light are handling a different kind of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, we are told to lay up treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh but but the people of this world who don't have an eternal hope by default um, are actually better at accumulating wealth than the sons of light are at accumulating eternal wealth. Mm, that's deep. That's deep. I think that needs to be said again.
1: The, the sons of this world are better at accumulating present day wealth yeah. than the sons of light, saints, Christians, are... At accumulating eternal wealth, yeah. How does one accumulate eternal wealth?
0: Um. Really, by walking in the spirit. Yeah, I mean because walking. I mean that's that's essentially kind of like a fuel, like for your engine. But yeah, then that's good. Um, when the opportunity comes to give a glass of water. To one of the least of these, Mm -hmm. you do it. Um, You don't use earthly motivations to not do Mm -hmm. what you feel your conscience telling you to do for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus called us to follow him, which is like an initial hard step, but it continues to be something that our flesh struggles against. Um, yeah, it's not something that is hard because yeah. Jesus said that my yoke is easy. My burden is light and it's true, mm-hmm. but it's only true with the grace of God present. Yeah. He, he still calls us to walk by
1: faith and not by sight. And if we're going to insist on walking by sight, it seems like a hard burden.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because we just see the obstacles, which look big. Yeah. But yeah. we don't, we don't, yes. we don't see the angels. Or that right. are surrounding the army right. uh, that are way bigger yes because uh, you know we just don't necessarily see it but right. um, but God is faithful and gives us the power to accomplish anything if if he wants it to be done yeah yeah totally, totally.
1: and so um, Jesus is challenging us then, right? so in in a parable we're supposed to find ourselves and identify with the character Mm -hmm. so who does Jesus want us to identify with in this parable well there aren't that many characters yeah so he wants us to identify with the dishonest manager yep I kind of wonder if he wants us to think of this guy negatively at first and then be surprised Hmm. because obviously he's he's not a role model no and yet, at the end, Jesus is pointing out one thing he does and says, but this is good and you're not doing it. Which is what? Would you say, could it be you're not redeeming the time? You're not making the best of your opportunities? You're not living in desperation of eternal
0: consequences? What, what, what do you think? I mean, we, we have been given a responsibility... As Christians, based on the Great Commission, mm-hmm. go and and preach the gospel and baptize in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit of all nations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do have a responsibility as managers of this thing, of this duty that we've this been called commission. to, this commission. Yes. Um, yes. And what I think, so one thing that I see, and I don't know it's directly because, like you said, Jesus is kind of making this guy look bad at the beginning. But I'm looking at his motivation, and we already talked about it, how it, it seemed like his motivation wasn't generosity, even though it was taken that way, but more desperation. Mm-hmm. How can children of light be desperate for the, the kingdom of heaven yeah. to come yeah. and for bringing the kingdom? How can we see and be desperate so that we are shrewd in, um, in planting and watering and harvesting souls. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's where I think the word "shrewd," the connotation of it, needs to twist
0: into something that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, use your opportunities. Yeah, right. Well, not just use your opportunities. That okay. is true. Okay. But um, also, uh, don't be afraid of taking risks. Mm-hmm. Um, plan ahead and plan with a desperate mentality. Desperate. Not like desperate in a worldly sense, but desperate for urgent. the kingdom. Urgent, urgent, mm-hmm. um, and desperate when you look around and see that everyday souls are dying and yeah. going to hell. Yeah. So, it, I mean, that is a desperate place for anybody to be if you yeah. see it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So des- desperation just for God's cre- God's crea- or image bearers. My brain's running
1: through a bunch of words for desperate. And I think... Um, Urgent is one. I think committed is another one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, active or intentional mm-hmm. might be another one. I, I, this guy, suddenly a fire was lit underneath him. Yeah. Right? And I wonder how often I have a fire lit under me. And listeners, I wonder for you and Brock for you, right? And for any of us, um. Mm-hmm. Do we live, this is the question, maybe this is the question of the parable, do we live in this committed, um, there's a fire lit underneath me sort of way to make sure that um, I'm keeping the next stage, eternity, in view? Mm-hmm. Or am I still kind of in the wasteful, wasteful mode? Sorry, I'm...
0: No, you're fine. No, I get it. I get it. Um, I'm trying to find a better word too. Cause I like the words you brought up, but desperate to me actually still works like for my mm-hmm. motivation, for my heart. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like I'm desperate that I am losing out. Like I'm desperate because I don't have a all powerful God who has my back, but, um, just for the world's sake, I feel like that's something that Yeah, is a good word still for me. I don't know, but I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I like. I like that. That's essentially kind of the motivation. Is he feels like time is running out.
1: Oh, you just said it. That's that's it. That's what I'm hunting for. Hey, time's running out. We got to do this. We got to get on this now. Where's the freedom in this? And I've been asking myself that question. Oh, I love it because Mm -hmm. yeah, no, Mm -hmm. there is freedom. There is freedom in this. Yeah. Okay. So so. How, how is he demonstrating freedom and not this because you could you could be so bent out of shape by duty here yeah as a Christian that this kind of um, this parable can can motivate you into all kinds of ways of manipulating others and shaming and guilting others and feeling ashamed and guilty as you do it yourself feeling like
0: you're never doing enough. Well I where's think- the freedom? I don't know what this guy's problem was that he didn't see, you know. Obviously, he didn't feel freedom ahead of this time, but because time's running out for him, um, he's just taking the taking upon himself some freedom, which I think the master would have been fine with in the beginning. In that, he's allowing the debtors to pay back a smaller portion, mm-hmm. and that satisfy their debt. And he never and and so think about it, like if he just thought he had to get a hundred percent of everything and they kept telling him i don't have it i don't have it so if that's what you want i don't have it and so he just went away with nothing instead of taking something to satisfy their debt mm-hmm. um and thinking that it had to be done perfectly like they had had to be perfect or else you just can't do it at all like christians
1: mm-hmm. or actually humans
0: but obviously christians because it does specifically talk about children of light are worse at this yeah christians um, oftentimes delay what they know is right because everything hasn't fallen together in perfect place in perfect order. So I'm just not going to do anything yet. Um, I'm just going to bring zero to the table rather than bring 80%. Um, And so they just wait, oh, my job, my career isn't perfectly right or my family situation or, you know, this I friend. haven't been a good enough person. Yeah, exactly. I'm not smart enough. I haven't studied this all the way out. Yeah, I need to take some time and get better at, you know, arguing uh, yeah. the Bible or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so instead, you just
1: stay muted, silent, and then you turn into um, a materialist and you just go about your life. Yeah, and not, not caring yourself. about
0: the treasures we
1: know to be greater. Yeah, and there's no desperation anymore. If there's a little desperation, then you'll say, "I'll take whatever whatever crummy talents and abilities I have, and I will use them." Yeah, because, like you said, time's running out. Time's
0: running out. Oh, that's
1: good. Yeah, and I think I think for sure that that is that is a key key problem. And what we're what Jesus is not saying is, "Yeah, take liberties with truth, take liberties with God's word, or with doctrine, or take." Liberties with how you treat other people. He's not saying that. He's instead saying, use what you have mm-hmm. and fulfill fulfill your commission. Yeah, yeah. So then he, that's what he says in verse ten. Um, One who is faithful in a very little is faithful in much. Ooh. So you're going to be faithful in the little, like you said. You don't have to have it all perfect. Are you going to be faithful in the little? So, I think that's really. Really powerful there. One who is dishonest in a very little is dishonest in much. Boy, that's a interesting proverb, isn't it? That is
0: interesting. Because really, it could be telling us that we're being dishonest with ourselves by not getting started uh, because everything hasn't fallen into place. Okay. It isn't that. That's a real excuse. Yeah. We're deceiving ourselves. Mm. We know that we could get started, but we don't really want to. And so we've set up these false check boxes that have to be fulfilled first and we know they'll never be perfectly fulfilled. Or if they're almost fulfilled, except I haven't studied this enough, well then I can just procrastinate studying that. Yeah. Because I just I yeah. won't have to go out yet.
1: <laughs> and then we also deceive others so that they don't so that they don't call us out for not getting busy. Yeah. Getting after it. You yeah. know that, and so we're like, no, no, you don't do it like this. First, you've got to... and then we create this whole school of thought, yeah, around us, and um, instead we could just go after it and do our job.
0: And what what another another interpretation of those first two verses at, at verse ten: one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much; one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. I also think about that as. Um, like com- a compounding effect. So um, if if you're faithful in a little, then it'll be faithful in a little today. And then you'll be faithful in a little tomorrow. And you'll be faithful in a little every day for months and months and months. And everybody knows that if you form a habit and just do it, even if it's only five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, in, in a year's time, you have done a lot of that thing, whatever it is. Yeah. So if you're faithful in a little and you don't have 100% you know, filled out, but you can do a little. Then, in the end, you actually are faithful in much. Yeah, that's so good. And, and if you can you're look dishon-
1: back, yeah, at that, and you can look at the exercise of your freedom over that whole time and said,
0: and say, "Wow, I'm surprised mm-hmm. by what has been accomplished." And the same goes with if you're dishonest a little bit today, and then a little bit tomorrow, and then a little bit the next day, you end up being dishonest in a lot. Um, wow. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't wow. know if that's exactly what he's saying, but that kind of came mm-hmm. to mind. That's that's really valuable. That's deep. That's important. And so, um, then
1: he continues: "If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, that's talking about worldly wealth, right? Who will entrust to you the true riches?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, that's an important question. Who is the who here?
0: Who who has true riches to entrust? God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and if the unrighteous wealth essentially is what we need to be faithful in to lay up tre- lay up treasures in heaven. I mean that's what that's what we use when we give somebody a cup of water in the name of Jesus, and that's just a metaphor in this case, but could be literal. You definitely. I mean that's a that's an earthly resource. Possession. Yes, and that has earthly value. Exactly. Yeah, but. Um, that is what you're. You're faithful in that little bit, and um, Jesus in other parts of the Bible has, or the last verse we studied will be will reward you a hundredfold. Yeah, yeah, um, right, right.
1: And so he's saying, if if you don't bother with the the little bit of unrighteous wealth that you have, if you don't bother to invest that in the kingdom of God, exactly. How do you think God? Why do you think God's going to give you opportunities, the right words, all these things that hang us up? Mm-hmm. From moving forward, because we've got to be perfect. Why would God give us any of that? Why would God give us the great um, debate style? Which, by the way, I don't think is of as great a value as people say. Um, or why would and God important. give us the knowledge, or the intellect, or the opportunity, or the network, or the relationships? Why would he give any of those those opportunities, those, those true riches, mm-hmm.
0: um, to someone who's... Not going to use them. Or just going to squander them on themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, because he's going to give those things to people he knows are faithful in a little. And, and because being faithful means um, using those earthly resources that he does give for the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and yeah, why would he give them for somebody who's just going to hoard them and, you know... Use- hoard them and
1: keep on saying, oh, I can't do it. Continue to be self-deceive. I can't do this for Jesus because... I don't have all that I need for it yet. Mm -hmm. God's just not going to open that pipeline up. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. I'll keep reading. And if you, oh, and I skipped um, something in verse nine I want to come back to at the end, by the way. So help me to remember if you can. If you've not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I'm not sure I understand that too much. Yeah. Unless, unless, well, yeah, what does that mean? I, you know we always have we have this concept mm-hmm. that everything belongs to god mm-hmm. everything that we've been given belongs to god and everything that we ever have will belong to god even eternally i've always thought so what is what does that mean you know i think that's exactly what it means that these these
1: things that you're you're hoarding you're only a manager of them yeah and you could hmm. You could be like this dishonest manager who wastes your master's possessions. Hmm. Yeah. So your family time belongs to God. It's your master's possession, and you don't train your kids; you waste it. Hmm. Your um, your net worth and your um, vacation time and your job and your relationships are your master's possessions, and He's entrusted them to you. And you just squander them on yourself. Hmm. So then, why would God give these eternal possessions, which are our inheritance?
0: Yeah. Why would he pour that out? Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's an it's an inheritance. And he is going to give it to us in that sense. Because in the kingdom, even though everything, of course, belongs to God. You know, he created us, so we, in our very essence, belong to him. Um... But the kingdom will be here. And so it's not something that... It's not something we're necessarily working and toiling for. um, Because we get to rest in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get to receive it.
1: Yeah. Freely receive it. That's really neat. Yeah, it is. It is. Hmm. So he wants us to be free and just get to work. Just do your job. Don't be hung up. Don't be neurotic. And don't be self-deceptively lazy so get after it and then he goes on to say you can't serve two masters yeah you will um, hate one and love the other you'll be devoted to one and despise the other you can't serve god and money you are going to love one more than the other Hmm. wow the question is which one do you love Hmm. do you love god or do you love money and i have to admit some days i love money more than i love god Mm mm-hmm and it can
0: manifest itself in different ways, too. Mm-hmm. Like, love for money, that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And love for God. Mm-hmm. Um, because totally. sometimes God
1: will call you to give up some money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll say, you know what, I've got a greater purpose. So um, I've been reflecting on this thought this weekend. This is a funny thing that happened to me. Um, I was reflecting on the on the concept, this is why we can't have nice things. Hmm. Somebody broke something in my house. And I did not say that out loud. I did not say that. I was a little irritated. And then after I was irritated, um, after I was irritated, then um, a derivative of that thought came to mind. And then it made me chuckle because it reminded me of, this is why we can't have nice things. you know. And then that kind of humbled me. And I got to thinking, I wonder if people who say that, because my wife never says that, yeah. I wonder if people who say that or think along those lines are materialists. Yeah. They're, they are desperate to have the nice things. And they're really frustrated and disgusted and irritated when those things are taken from them. Yeah. Which is really what that means. You took something from me. Yeah, it does. You devalued something of mine. And so I wonder if they are materialists. So I was thinking about that over the weekend and chastened by that. And um, then we were at a grocery store this weekend. It was Sunday afternoon. Um, and I hear my, my car's color, make, and model spoken over the loudspeaker. Well, the owner of please come, for, come to the front of the store? I thought, oh no, that's me, that can't be good. Came up, there's this sweet little old lady who had tried to park in front of my car and had hit the gas instead of the brake and had rammed, rammed my car.
0: No kidding.
1: I thought, oh gosh, I haven't even owned this car for a year. You know? There aren't very many miles on this thing. Every time I get in it, I kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Which I don't think is wrong. No. I kind of am like, man, I really like driving this thing. Mm -hmm. It has changed my... Um, view of taking, you know, hour, hour and a half trips to this place or that place. Yeah, because like, you
0: have a nice car. That's get fun. There.
1: I kind of like it. No problem. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. And I go out there and she has just jacked it up. And I am just like, oh no. And then I realized she was really broken hearted. And she was, she was fragile she was, um, remorseful. She was uh, very aggravated with herself and worried about what this means for her future hmm. and her future, not her economic future. Like, is she going to be allowed to continue to drive? Yeah. You know, cause she's an elderly lady. She wasn't an older lady. She was an elderly lady. And I realized, oh man this is why we can't have nice things is so selfish. And I've got to be thinking about her. So I think God put that in my mind. So that I would be prepared
0: for a situation that's going to happen. Am I going to love God or
1: money right now? Boy, did I love money at first. At first I was like, why? And why me? Mm -hmm. You know? And then I was like, the Holy Spirit just, confronted me with what he had already disciplined me with about about with earlier this week. so I was like, okay I have to love God. I have to love God more than this and I have to love her. by loving God I will love her I guess the other way around yeah by loving her I will love God. Mm-hmm. that's what I have to do And so of course my wife just swept right into that mode naturally. Me, the materialist, mm-hmm. had to go through a process. Well, But I think that's one example of what that means to love God more than money or money more than God.
0: Here's what that all makes me think. The thought I had just as you're explaining this is why we can't have nice things and the selfishness of it. Um, I th- think about this. Um, somebody breaks something in your house and the thought comes to your mind, Ugh, this is why we can't have nice things. The only reason that thought comes into your house into your mind, um, is because, is because you're not rich enough to replace expensive things like that. Right. Exactly. And so, um, if, if we had, if we were billionaires, Mm -hmm. okay. And somebody Mm -hmm. threw a baseball in our house and just shattered our TV, uh, Mm -hmm okay well just go get another TV like I that to a billionaire that literally is like a dollar is to us like who cares just go stick another dollar and then get another one mm-hmm. um so he would not say this is why we can't have nice things because right. he's so wealthy right children of the light actually are that wealthy yes and so yes. we can understand yes um that somebody breaks something of ours or runs into our car it's like I'm a child of the god of this universe who yes. literally owns the most beautiful waterfalls and yeah. uh, everything on this earth yeah. like there's nothing that he can't uh replace of no mine doubt. if he wants me to have it so i taught my children a lesson when they were young and i don't know if this is good or not actually just psychologically but um i would get frustrated when they wouldn't share toys with like their cousins so if they'd go over their cousin's house or um something like that i would get frustrated if they wouldn't share their toys, and I understand the fear. When I was growing up, um, I had cousins who would break my toys. They just weren't. I was an only child, and I really liked my things nice and orderly. Mm-hmm. And I took care of my toys. I used them the way they were meant to be used. Like <laughs> if I had a like a Nerf gun or something, I didn't use it as a bat to hit stuff. I actually would use it properly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then I would have a birthday party. My cousins would come over, and one of them would break one of my toys inevitably. And so I kind of understand, like, the worry. I don't want to share with my cousins because they're going to break it or whatever, which I don't think my kids' cousins have been like that. But I told them, "Um, listen, share everything. Share everything you have with them. It doesn't matter if they break it. You have a father who, compared to them, is very rich. Uh, And if one of these kids pulls the arm off of your stuffed animal, I'm just going to buy you another stuffed animal. I will replace it but i want you to be sharing this mm-hmm. in faith that your father in faith will will take care of you
1: absolutely and that is real faith that is that is where the rubber meets the road that's exactly what faith means yeah totally totally true and that's that's one of the comforts that i had on sunday afternoon I bet. was god can take care of this why did this is why i was thinking why did God do this?
0: Why did he bring this woman into your life? Yes. And in and, and this stressful situation. And so I
1: went from why me to why me? Because I know I've got a father with a purpose. Mm-hmm. So why me? And um, yeah, so I'm still working through that as far as like, so what are my next action steps? And um, I'm glad we're talking about this today because um, it's helping me to recognize my next action steps with this person don't have to be perfect they don't have to be all plotted out and Mm -hmm. figured out perfectly i should have the freedom yeah to just just do my best do your best do my best for the lord yeah 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 that's good okay so the last thing i want to talk about and then if there's any more things that you want to talk about i'm happy to but verse 9 says i tell you make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth so that when it fails, they may receive you
0: into eternal dwellings. Oh, that was a confusing verse before we read it, but it means more to me now. Okay, tell me what you're thinking,
1: because I love this verse.
0: I, I read that when we were re- well, I was reading it at first, uh-huh. and I was like, eh, I don't know what that means, but read it anyway, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when you serve somebody who's the least of these... Um, with a glass of water in the name of Jesus You're actually serving Jesus, Jesus says mm-hmm. But Jesus also says In the end, many that are last Shall be first And many that are first shall be last So that least of these that was actually last here on earth May have great power In the kingdom to come Oh dude, that's awesome <laughs> And so and so they might remember you Um Yeah that's really fun Yeah, this tells me that
1: one of the things that has eternal value are the friendships that we make in the gospel as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ um, to the best of our ability leaving the actual success of that up to the Holy Spirit and we just do our part one of the things that is remembered for eternity is the part that we play in sharing the gospel Yeah. And those who come to believe in the gospel will know who helped them there. You make eternal friendships with temporary wealth. Mm -hmm. That is incredible.
0: That is incredible. You can that's actually something that you can buy that is eternal with Essentially things with that are literal worthless. Money with that li- literal money that is worthless. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Eternally worthless. It's eternally worthless. But you can buy with real money. Yeah. Something that's eternal. By using your unrighteous or just material goods mm-hmm. to to help and build and make eternal friendships.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So so are you do you have a little bit of money? Use it for Jesus. Do you have a lot of money? Use it for Jesus. Do you have a little bit of time? Use it for Jesus. You have a lot of time, use it for Jesus. Because what you can do in using it for Jesus, what that should mean is you're using it to create gospel relationships. And those gospel relationships are eternal. This guy was thinking, okay, how do I continue to go to the free lunches? Yeah. And Jesus is saying, that's what I want you to think about. How are you for eternity going to be going to lunch with people? Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And and uh uh it adds not just like negative motivation, like desperation, urgency, yeah, but positive motivation, desperation like. Yeah. I want to get all I can get. Mhm. So this guy's running around, I've got to get as many free lunches as I can.
0: Well, and and God values people. Yes. Obviously, he didn't send his son for gold. He didn't right. send his son for cars. Right. He sent his son for people. Right. So um, we should also value relationships, mm-hmm. regardless of where this person is on the political hierarchy of importance in this world. That's right. Um, we should value people because God values people. And uh, yeah, we're buying eternal relationships with simple mm-hmm. material goods. Mm-hmm. So that, that means as we do the Great
1: Commission... Make disciples of all nations. Teach them to follow Jesus Christ who died on the cross for them and rose from the dead for them. As we do the Great Commission, we do it by way of the Great Commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. That is very valuable to God. Um, and if you're just doing your best, to do the Great Commandments as you do the Great Commission, and you leave the the success of that up to God, Mm -hmm. you will be creating for yourself eternal investments. You've got a portfolio of friendships, a network of friendships that are going to last forever, Mm -hmm. just by exercising a little bit of freedom right now. (laughs)
0: That's pretty cool. It's really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, should we should we take a break? Yeah, let's, for let's, a little bit?
0: let's wrap up this part of the conversation and we'll come back and roll the die and see what we're gonna talk about next week. Okay, sounds good. High five. Freedom current. Freedom current. All yeah. right, welcome
1: back. We're back. Okay, should we summarize? Yeah. What's something that you got out of this
0: that you thought was really cool? Um I think just the, just the idea of, uh, seeing us with, with not much time left Mm -hmm. to do our job as Christian Mm -hmm. disciples of Christ, Mm -hmm. um, we have to see that time is running out and take urgency based on that and try to find, um, ways to use our earthly goods, uh, to wield our earthly goods, I yeah. hate to say shrewdly. Jesus says shrewdly, yeah. Um, but yeah, shrewdly in a in a fashion to to gain um, eternal relationships. Yeah. Just do
1: your best, right? Yeah, exactly. And don't you don't need to hold back and be apologetic about yeah. trying about trying something. Yeah, yeah. That combined with you can't serve God and money was a just a helpful thing for me. It's yeah. like you got to choose. You do have to choose. Yeah, God do. or money. And if you choose God, there's freedom. If you choose money, what have we been learning the last couple of weeks? There's bondage bondage so yeah yeah I mean you, just you know when I, up. when when my car got um hit on Sunday, there was bondage in my spirit until I let that go, and I only let that go by looking to God yeah. And then when I looked to God and started looking for greater
0: purposes, there was freedom. There's freedom. There really was. He's a rich dad. Yes, he is. And he's got it all under control. And if we worship him instead of money, then we don't have to worry about money ever. No, we don't. Because money is a false god. We actually get both. We get both. I know. It's, it, I mean, it's not the motivation because you have to right. worship God. Right. But he knows your needs and he knows what he wants to accomplish. Yeah. And he's going to throw everything at it. Yeah. He's got all the resources to bankroll yeah. our... Uh... Did you re- read that one thing where they,
1: some, somebody uh, was interviewed by the New York Times or the Washington Post or CNN or somebody? They're making $500,000 a year and they were breaking down their budget. And talking about how they're still middle class and they don't think that they, that they can, you know, live very comfortably or securely. And you look
0: at it and it's like... Well, I mean, mo' money, mo' problems. Yeah. And that really is probably yeah. pretty true. Yeah. Like, and, and it sounds stupid because, you know, obviously not making $500,000 a year, we always, we're just going to be like, oh, what a, what a complainer. Yeah. But really, yeah. I've noticed even as I progress in my, you know, career, um, the more money I make... Uh, if i am if I am just spending it on ourselves um I don't feel like I'm making more money no i i i do and I probably increase my expenditures and I probably am living more comfortably in some in some objective sense, but I don't know it because i'm still i would still be trying to get more subjectively you don't feel it yeah exactly it's
1: interesting and so he says (laughs) what does he say he says um if i can't entrust you with another's then how can i give you what's yours yeah you know yeah so good point good point more money more problems yeah yeah okay so should we roll the die let's roll it and look for next week's
0: all right we're rolling a d20 um wait okay we could put a check mark next to dishonest manager yep let me get it Dishonest manager, done. Done. She gone. All right, do it. Nineteen. Freedom as uh, okay.
1: God's child. 1 John 3, 1 through 3.
0: Is that a story or is that your story? That's my story. Is that what you want to do or do you want to re-roll and try for a Bible story? It's completely up to you. I've got a story up here too, but I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant to jump right in. I don't in want to, to do this. my story yet. All right, no, let's, let's go. just
1: go. Let's do, let's do this.
0: Fourteen. We haven't oh, done right that one. Pharisee and the tax collector. Oh, I, I love this one. Okay, let's do it. I what's loves. what's do, give me another preview? Cause I probably remember it too. But so they both going to pray. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he's praying. I'm thankful I'm not like this guy. Yes. God. This guy. This prayer. is good. Oh. And this guy's
1: prayer is incredible. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll do that next week.
0: All right. That'll be Luke 18. Luke 18. That's going to be exciting. Luke 18. All right. Well, listen to the next episode. All right. Thanks for uh, listening to Freedom Current. Yes, thanks. See you later. Bye-bye.